Welcome to Wise Health for Women Radio with Linda Prater. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Each week with intriguing guests and topics, we'll bring you fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging a shift to new, healthier perspectives. Wise Health for Women Radio, helping women thrive. And now here's your host, Linda Prater. Good morning and welcome to our show. We're continuing our program of a series of, of episodes about grief and loss. And we thought it might be very helpful to talk in some generalities today about how you can be helpful, how to accept help if it is offered, and also to address the current quarantine restrictive situation we find ourselves in right now. Because while this is happening now and we are pretty certain that it's not the last virus or uh, situation that will make us come this way. Grief is different during periods like this. So sort of an all-encompassing show today. And Susie, welcome. Welcome to Tuesday. <laughs> Thank you for having me back. It's been a, a very strange couple of weeks. So It, it feels eerie, doesn't it? It does, and I, I found that everyone is has that same almost ominous sense about mm-hmm. everything that's going on. So it's true, and and I think that being friends in a quarantine is hard, but we have methods. We can text. We can do various things, but some of those universal community things, such as coming together after the loss of someone, is restricted right now. Right. And so most people are delaying uh, memorial or funeral services. And in some countries, it's being dictated how you will do things. And it, it just makes it different because funerals or memorial services allow a community to come together. You learn stories about people. You talk about the person. And you can formally say goodbye. And without it... It feels, you know it will come, you know you will be okay, but it, it is, is, it feels hollow in some ways. That's the word that comes to mind to me. Right. Well, I think that for many people, having that ability to come get together, that's a safe space to mourn, and that's a very important part of, of the grieving process. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, it's a, a recognition of, of the end of something. So I think that in these situations that I'm seeing where people aren't able to come together, it's a prolonging of that sense of it not being, not being able to really recognize that it's the end of something. Um, and, and, and we need closure, not that we ever really get closure. In no, no, that's things. such a word that I'm not sure I even put in my vocabulary because right. it's so not there, at least not in no. my world. I agree completely, but I think it is important for people to at least have that option <laughs> to right. try and seek that out. So, you know, and I think that we all grieve differently and funerals to each culture and each individual is different. Mm-hmm. Some people want to be a part of it. Some people don't, but at least having that option is it, it allows us to feel though we have some sort of control over some of these things that are happening. So when it's being taken from us on top of losing lives, um, I think that that can make people feel as though they're spiraling out of control even more so. Well, it feels um, like we are sort of 
spiraling out of control is a good way to say it or we're we're not we're not in our usual social mores and so i i think that you can still communicate with friends and family you can contact them you can reach out but you can't hug them and you know i am a hugger and I, I believe hug deficit disorder is real, and I'm not joking. I think it's a very strong expression of care, and we are not able to do that right now. And so I, I think one of the hardest things to do is to accept help from people because people want to help, and there are fewer ways to do that. And and so I'm I'm, I'm fascinated by the way I, I'm seeing people pull together in united ways that are wonderful and and also sort of at a loss because this person always baked cookies. This one made casseroles. Um, there were certain rituals depending on your religion or culture. And all of these things are slightly modified right now. Right. Well, and it's affecting that sense of culture, which is another way that we come together. And by already having to be impacted so much by the social distancing, Mm -hmm. I can only imagine that so many individuals feel very isolated on top of everything. And grief in itself is a very isolating feeling. I think we've kind of covered that a little bit Mm -hmm. over the past few podcasts. So I think it's important to understand that there's an a compounded sense of um, being alone during this time and then not being able to fellowship and not having people come over and check on you on top of everything. But what you said earlier, the ability to text and connect, you know, these are very different times than what we've seen in the past when True. economies have been impacted. So I think that that's an important part to really focus on moving forward through these next few weeks is even though we can't see one another face-to-face and, and hug, and I completely agree that that's very important, we can stay connected. Um, it's not our our ideal for human interaction, but at least we aren't stuck in homes and have to send a letter and wait 10 days to open it. And, <laughs> you know, though, I, I have to interject this with texting because I've seen this happen in our family, texting is the fastest way to be misunderstood oh, if there yeah. are underlying uh, <laughs> dynamics. And I, <sighs> texting can be abbreviated. Um, it can have autocorrect that, you, <laughs> that is particularly harmful. Um, and, and texting is, is one way. But I, I, one thing I do see happening a little bit more is humor being used and so gifts and uh little movies and 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 old pictures from photo albums those kinds of things being shared that's a that's a nice way of um acknowledging honoring uh remembering people and and i think it's while you wait so that you can truly mourn together in a community setting it's it's interesting to watch that okay it's it's one way. Just be really careful. Read your text over before you hit send. 
I agree. And I'm seeing a lot of people doing FaceTime videos or Skyping and, mm-hmm. and, and doing video calls. Um, I've had a lot of people in my social media feeds who are getting their um, elderly relatives on those things so that they can actually look at them. And I think that that if if you have an option, that's always going to be the best way so that you can see one another. And mm-hmm. um, it may be awkward and you may have to brush your hair, but, <laughs> um, you know, that's that's it. It is so much better way to connect because we are very visual creatures and it's so yes. important for us to see faces and expressions and we can communicate through words and vocally in ways that we aren't going to be able to through text. And those miscommunications happen anyway. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. They do all of this stress that's going on in the world right now. And then, you know, grief on top of that. So I think that that's an excellent point that if you have the option, try and go for the more human interaction, the most human that we can really have right now. And you're right, because when you can talk with people and see them, you're getting those visual cues that we do when we're in front of someone. You won't get them all, but you will get the tone of voice. You will get the intonation. You will see the authentic feelings that can come through. I I think it's hardest for those who have difficulty expressing their feelings at, at a good time, let alone at a tough time. So what I would urge is also a lot of compassion because people do not generally express grief in the same way. And just because they're not weeping and tearing their clothes and doing some very uh, dramatic things does not mean they are not hurting. I agree. And I think that, you know, we have briefly in the past talked about the fact that grief is is loss in general and mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily have to only be having lost a loved one to death but you're right so, i mean there's so many people right now that are losing things um whether it's employment or even their loved ones during this time um the fact that we are having to socially distance that connection and i know everyone's like check on our extroverted friends right now right so <laughs> I think that we are all experiencing a great amount of loss during this time. And it's it's all over the board as to what that looks like. Um, and I think that that's important for us to acknowledge anyways, not to mention, you know, I'm terrified right now. My, my grandfather is, is not as young as he once was. Um, and I'm like, just stay home. And he's one of those that he loves to go in the car and ride around. Of course, he can't drive anymore, but... Um, <laughs> But, you know, people drive him around and I'm thinking, just keep him at home um, because I I don't want to lose him, too. So there's a lot of fear over that, that um, when we've talked a bit about that gradual loss. Mm -hmm. um, So, you know, there's just so many different aspects that I feel like we're all in the midst of right now. We are. And you're absolutely right about it, not just being about people. It's also this fear that tends to permeate when we are connected as much as we are. And in some ways, I know that I have taken a break from some of the news media. I was finding my anxiety level rising Mm. each evening. And I thought, no, this is not good 
for me, especially right now. And so I, I give it a, a limited period of time. I saw that you took a break from social media for a, a week or so. And I think that we need to look at ourselves and take a look at what serves us and what doesn't serve us. The world will still go on. But we need to be careful to keep our own mental balance right now, emotional balance. And I think good things will come out of this because of the reflection. And we will go on a short break right now. And we will continue talking about this unusual state of affairs and how we have many things that we need to take a look at and prioritize. And we'll be right back. We're Wise Health for Women Radio, and we'll return after these short messages. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. According to a recent Gallup poll, 56% of Americans say they want to lose weight. Staying slim is important for a multitude of reasons. If you want or need to lose weight, do it now. Excess pounds lead to a whole host of life-threatening conditions, including heart disease, some cancers, and diabetes. The Journal of the American Dietetic Association reports that obesity is also associated with suppression of immunity, which can leave you more vulnerable to getting sick. The longer you wait, the more prone you are to contract a life-threatening condition. Not only that, being sluggish and having low energy will continue in your life until you get that extra weight off. Find an eating program that works for you and increase your exercise to do more than you're doing now. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond, keeping you healthy, happy, and fit. Welcome back. I think one of the things that has stood out for both Susie and I are the number of our friends who are, and family, who are concerned about that mental balance, the emotional balance with particularly jobs and, and paying the bills and will I have a job to go back to. And those are very real concerns. And I know just as I, I distanced myself from some of the things that really do make me anxious. It has helped. It has truly helped. And I wonder, Susie, if you could speak to what you're finding helps you, what you have seen help other people. I think fear, you know, fear drives behaviors. Fear and love drive behaviors. And so I'm, I'm finding it interesting that the, and then, there is a, a real love like you expressed for your grandfather and then it's coupled with those who you don't understand at all such as those who are ignoring all of this and that's also something that is stressful watching other right. people be less responsible <laughs> I agree and um, you're right I did take a social media break and unfortunately with the world that I'm in I can't simply just unplug <laughs> I know. I have to make sure and tell people because if they reach out and I, I'm not there to respond, there's no telling what they're needing. Mm-hmm. So I did kind of on all of my channels say I'm going to be gone for a few days. And I think it was a little over a week. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, it wasn't too to, long. 
Right. It was long but enough. But you needed um, it. Right. <laughs> yes. And, um, and, you know, we all have our own worlds as well that we're trying to manage and, and handle. And I have so many different individuals on all of my social media feeds and it just, it was very overwhelming. And I told my friends, I, was, I, I can't do this for the next few days. I just, I have to get off of here because some of them feed into the panic and they don't right. necessarily mean to do that. But I think that we have to realize that when we put content out that others receive it in very different ways. Absolutely. And then when I have thousands of um, people on my things, um, it's impossible to filter through stuff. And I, I have to be completely honest. I have deleted and unfriended a lot of people over the past few weeks for some of the absolutely just thoughtless things they've said. Mm -hmm. um, people in the Asian community are being attacked. Um, a lot of people feel as though that this is, you know, those of Chinese descent, this is their fault. And then, of course, um, as an Asian, they don't always know that you're not Chinese. Not that that matters. We're all, you know, in the same boat. Right. Um, but I think that that's been part of the issue. And so for me, I had a lot of individuals that I was seeing who were being attacked and were having oh, things said so to them. so sorry. And so I, I, that on top of all of the fear and everything else, I thought, yeah, I, I think it's time to just kind of uh, check out for a little while. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that's the thing that we have to realize. We don't have to be on social media all the time. Amen. Um, and that, yeah, the temptation is there. If I have that app on my phone, it's definitely there. So, you know, I actually set time limits on a lot of my um, social media apps. So for Facebook, I, I only allow myself an hour a day. Mm -hmm. Now, if I'm doing programs or projects or things like that, I might have to bump that up. But that for me is a great realization. You've spent a lot of time. That's a lot of time on social media. Um, mm -hmm. And I get my phone sends an alert and then it shuts it down. Um, and I think that is something that anyone can do to just say, you know, I don't need to spend six hours a day on Facebook. And it's so easy to lose track of time when you're in that, that realm. Well, you get sucked in, you exactly. get sucked in. And, and one of the things I have done, uh, on my personal pages are that I don't get notifications because mm -hmm. I don't want them. Right. I will get to it when I get to it. And, um, no one expects it at this point. They know that I'll be on at a certain point. You're in a different boat. Um, when I do veteran caregiver, I have to be, I have to be available. Um, right. But there's a difference in how we manage things. And I, I do think one of the things I am seeing a lot of are, I don't think you can almost avoid buying into the panic if you were being inundated 24-7. I have friends who listen to television 24-7. They never turn it off. And depending on what you're listening to, you, you just, you just start to speak those things and you forget who you are mm -hmm. and you forget how to express your opinion about things and I, I find that remember we are influenced by the five people or what we listen to what we read what we uh, talk about all the time and if it's always everything at the highest DEFCON level then it's it's exhausting it it's is exhausting, exhausting. 
and I, I can feel it. Um, I can mm-hmm. physically feel the stress in my shoulders. Me too. Um, and I can tell when I've just had the, the most that I have to put up with. And I think that that's the issue is, you know, social media, media in general is a very narcissistic type of entity because we look for the things that we want to look for. Uh, right. And, right. And we feed into our own, um, you know, egos and everything else. And sometimes that's not the best thing for us, especially if we are already panicking and fearful because it's so easy to look for that type of content and just allow that to overwhelm. And for me, um, you know, sometimes I I don't check out for days. I'll just put it down and just go outside and kind of get some air, get, look at what's going on around you because even outside of times, like what is, what is happening right now, the media tends to over-exaggerate and make things sound like it's always the end of the world. You mean and everything you that comes on with alert, alert, alert? <laughs> right. You mean like that? <laughs> yes. So yes. Uh, for me, just going out and, and realizing, okay, well, everything everything looks okay. <laughs> I still I hear the birds. Right. The grass still needs to be cut. No, there's, there's yeah. it's true, though. And, and I think, though, that when those around us are wound up, we tend to match and mirror to a certain degree. And I'm, I'm very empathetic. And so I I can become completely overwhelmed. Mm. And so then it's time to pull in. And (laughs) thankfully my family understands this because this is not new. And so I just pull in, I I call it turtling, (laughs) pull my head in and I, I, you know, renew and refresh and I'm quiet and, and then I'm fine again, but I'm not helpful to anyone if I'm buying into the same thing. Right. Well, apparently I turtle as well. So thank you for that. <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> but I think a lot of us in the, in the helping fields, we, we are yes. empathetic and that's why we are in these things is that we want to help others and it is overwhelming and there is a sense of what can I really do right now? And especially for me, my entire world has been upended in a lot of ways. And so now I see people in my field who are used to doing events and are used to going out and speaking to people and they're completely changing their strategies so that they can still reach these people that need it desperately. But we're also fighting against all of the content and media and voices that are out there. So it's, it is a very, the internet, uh, technology, social media is a very overwhelming realm, uh, to try and, and put anything into, but I think we need more of that and more who are saying it's okay to, to breathe. You don't have to look at it all the time. Um, you know, it is, it is scary. There's no getting around that, but you don't have to allow that fear to overwhelm you so that you can't manage through the day. And, for those who already have mental health issues, you know, there's so much concern right now for all of those, those in that, that population, um, because a lot of us don't need to be isolated. Um, and, and then social media in itself is, is just not always a good tool for us. So, you know, looking to other ways and, and telehealth and things of that nature that can be helpful and be good resources, um, and then also teaching people how to use those things. Um, right. 
<laughs> so, well, just look at what we did today. I lost my father six days ago. We changed the topic today from what we were going to talk about because it wasn't going to be healthy for me to talk about that this soon. So we still can talk about these things, but those there are steps that are self-preserving. And that's what you're talking about, taking breaks off social media, changing the topic but still being available, and and talking about different kinds of loss. I think one of the scariest parts for people is if you get wound up about the what-ifs. I constantly go back to a video I, I made for veteran caregiver that said the waste of worry because we worry. Two hours a week. It's actually three, but I only put two in there so as not to scare people. Um, two hours a week about things that never happen. Now, I think in this current scenario, there's a higher likelihood of happening, right. and concern is wise. But so are taking the measures and following some of the instructions that were being given. And... And that gives us something to do. I find that one of the things we've lost in many ways are our routines. Mm. Our normal uh, get up, go to work, um, accomplish things, feel productive. And I feel less productive now. So I'm trying to use that time in different ways so that I do feel productive. We have a, a mask sewing uh, group in our community and they're collecting them for the hospitals and I felt really good on Sunday when I was doing that project and it's an ongoing project so there are things we can do and we have ingenuity I love that I love that about us well and it's so important for people I, I truly believe that we we have to give back in some way it can't just be about ourselves and I think mm-hmm. that in times like this it's either more important because there are so many who are being impacted in so many different ways. So being able to give back, it, it creates a community. Mm -hmm. Uh, It also gives you a sense of purpose in a time that feels very purposeless. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I think that that's a good way to keep people grounded. And you're right. I I had, have had many people who are, are now working from home and sending out messages. What do I do? How do I do this? You know, what what kind of routines do I need to um, put in place so that I actually do my work and don't Netflix for the next, you know, many days. And so giving tips and, and I think that that's where people in our community have experience because we live abnormal lifestyles and be normal (laughs) every day. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I think that that that's a great thing to be able to focus on is how can we help and what can we do during this time and and being sensible, um, especially when there are so many who need that uh, desperately right now. I love that. We're going to go on another break. But when we come back, let's talk about how do you learn to be alone? How do you change your uh, perspective on things? Because a lot of people are not comfortable with being alone. And I think we can offer some tips and help on that. And we'll be back after this break because there's so much to talk about with this right now. (laughs) Stay tuned. We're Wise Health for Women Radio, and we'll return after these short messages. 
was growing up in Wisconsin, no matter how frigid it was outside, my Uncle Bob never seemed to get cold. He would come in from the snow wearing a t-shirt and remark how fresh it was outside. Then again, folks from Wisconsin are a pretty hardy bunch. As America's official dairy state, the cows have been known to give ice cream instead of milk when the temperatures drop. What's a word for a giant snowball that is formed by rolling a smaller one through a field of snow? Hog-a-ma-dog. Megla is an old Scots word meaning to trudge laboriously through the snow. And mufflements is an old Lancashire word for thick, warm, insulating clothes and gloves. Don't forget that you shouldn't try and send text messages if you're standing out in the cold. It can lead to typothermia. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Since October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, I want to encourage you to maintain your body weight or lose weight if you're overweight. Taking care of your weight is one positive way to cut your risk of breast cancer. Research shows that being overweight or obese, especially if you're past menopause, increases your risk, especially if you put the weight on as an adult. According to the National Institute of Health, 64% of women in the U.S. are overweight and or obese. A study by researchers at UTMD Anderson Cancer Center showed that obese and overweight women also had lower breast cancer survival rates and a greater chance of more aggressive disease than average weight or underweight women. Living a healthy lifestyle of daily exercise and nutritious eating will keep the weight off and lower your risk of breast cancer. I'm Annette Hammond. Welcome back. I think one thing we were talking about right before the break is that we are in different routines at this point. And it is a good time to pause and take stock of where we are, what's important, what are our priorities, how we spend our time. But I do think that some people have trouble being alone with themselves. And it can be scary to be alone with yourself um, or to realize things about yourself that you hadn't really considered. Uh, my sister, for example, is journaling right now because she finds it very helpful to write things down and, and see how things are different. And I, I think the pause button, it can be very valuable. We can come out of this with some very different habits, priorities, mm-hmm. and I I think that is actually... There's, I, I always try and find the silver lining in just about anything. And in this case, I'm wondering if we don't come out being more appreciative of each other, what we do have, instead of what we think we want. I agree, and I think that, that this is a great time for people. I love the fact that your sister is journaling, um, mm-hmm. taking, taking things a little slower, Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mindfulness, that phrase is everywhere. And I think sometimes it's overused to the extent that people don't necessarily even know what it means anymore. But that just simply right. means being present in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, slow down a little bit, um, evaluate what is important to you and what is being impacted and why. I know that for the past few days, I've been 
looking at the things in my life, um, what I've been doing and how that's going to change moving forward. Mm -hmm. And we can't exactly know what that's going to look like, but the importance is what, what are areas that are not really necessary for me to be productive and who I am. Mm -hmm. So, but not everyone is, is, is willing or able to be introspective. And I think that that's completely fine as well. Um, some people are 100% happy with who they are and have, don't have the insecurities or other things that they're concerned about. Really? You think there's a person like that on earth? No, I haven't met that person, but I haven't either. (laughs) There, there might, there must be. There's always the one, right? I suppose. Um, (laughs) But I think that that is, um, the, the goal is to get comfortable in your own skin. And mm-hmm. we have a, a lot of time right now <laughs> to do those things. Um, I've got so many books that I have bought and I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to read and I, I, I get too busy. So my goal is to get through some of these books um, and, and try and learn and educate myself more over the next few weeks so that I can be more impactful when I move forward with what I've been doing. What a and great I think goal. That, I, that's what I'm hoping to do because I, I feel that um, it's something that is a per- my purpose. Mm-hmm. And I can't escape it at this point. No, no. So, After a certain period of time, you realize you were put here on this earth for that reason. Yes, and it, it is a part of who I am. And I will never be done with that. And I'm mm-hmm. completely happy with that. Um, but in the same regard, uh, there, because I run from thing to thing to thing, it does limit the ability I have to slow down and continue to educate myself. And I think that I deserve, or I really, I owe that to others, um, to take this time and invest it because there are so many people who are struggling with Mm -hmm. thoughts of suicide and anxiety right now. Mm -hmm. And as we continue through this, that can, that I can only imagine that that's going to, to, to grow and, and become more, um, difficult for people to overcome. So I, I think that, you know, that pause, um, I feel like that's a word that has come up in many of these conversations we've Mm -hmm. had, um, and whatever that needs to be for that individual, I know people like we've talked about that want to go to the gym. So um, I've got friends that are like, I'm going to clear out the garage and I'm going to make my own gym. Right. <laughs> uh, however, I need to do that so that I can take care of myself. And I think that that is really what we're talking about. It, whatever you need for yourself, find a way to make sure that you can accomplish that because it's so important right now to take that time and take care of yourself amid everything else. I think what is challenging for many is that there's fear of the unknown. Now, you and I are both entrepreneurs. We deal with the unknown all the time. But a lot of people do not, and they like things very um, organized and linear and known. And we are not going to know except from day to day. In many ways, it's interesting because it forces us into a mindfulness period because we're learning something new each day and changes are made each day and you know, some things are open, some things are closed, some things are allowed to adapt. Uh, what is essential? What is non-essential? It's, it's been a very interesting 
time of learning what those words mean. And it isn't the same in every state. Obviously, we know that. We are the United States of America. But the fear of the unknown is often the most frightening for people. And if, if they know what they need to know, then they can plan for it. And I think one thing I've learned as I've become older and wiser, like to think I've become wiser, is that I am not in control. And therefore, I don't try to be in control. And I accept what comes, and then I take a look at it in the individual way, as you just mentioned, that what serves each of us. And it does help people to sit down and say, well, I guess I've always done X, Y, Z that way, but why? Is it just a habit? And maybe I can start a new habit. Again, fresh starts are, are good things, and change is not always bad. In fact, change can often turn a page for people. And, and I'm hopeful that that's how some people will choose to take this and others will not. And that's okay. Any, any response at, at this time is fine, but find someone to talk to if you feel that you need it. I, I think that to be most helpful, <laughs> if someone's offering you help, try and accept it. And if not for your sake, for theirs. So that they can have something to do to feel purposeful. Does that make sense? I, I agree. And I think too that I like just accept it. That's so difficult at times. And oh, yes. Pride. <laughs> I mm-hmm. have that problem. Um, I can do it. I can do it. But you're right. It isn't just about you sometimes because I've been the other person where I want to help someone because mm-hmm. I know they may need it. Mm-hmm. But I also want to feel useful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's difficult, but I will say everyone in this point in time needs help right now. Agreed. And so there is no shame in accepting help and even offering what you can. And that may look different to, to others. Um, mm-hmm. I had people on, on my social media who are saying, I have these things. And if you need any of these things at any point in time, please let me know. I'm happy to help. Mm-hmm. And just sharing that information because there's no telling who we have connections with that do mm-hmm. these things. And I like what you said about the fear of the unknown. I think that we're seeing that right now, though. We're seeing oh, yeah. people who are terrified and don't know what to expect. And so they are buying everything in sight and, you know, starting <laughs> digging their holes in the ground to go live in because they don't know what's going to come. And none of us do. Even if we are those people who can adapt and can adjust None of us have any idea what's going to happen over the next few weeks or even months. Mm-mm. And that's difficult. But we can plan for the things that we do know will continue, which is we will continue to get up. We will continue to mm-hmm. um, have certain things that we have to deal with. If you have children, they need to eat, things like that. So for some people, planning and, and sitting down and trying to be rational in goal planning of what, what to expect. And for those who have unfortunately now lost their jobs, um, right now in Arkansas, we're on a hiring freeze in a lot of areas. Right. So people can't look for work, but why don't you get your resume together? Why don't you go ahead and take this time to be prepared so that when that opportunity arises, you're not behind, um, go ahead and start thinking about places that you can go to and look for employment, whether it's back to old employers, hopefully, 
or mm-hmm. looking for new ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and having those goals in mind, I think is it's something to look forward to. It keeps you focused and it keeps you from feeling so out of control in some ways. And lost. Right. I, I think fear of the unknown is bad, but feeling lost and untethered, that's also very scary and negative. Right. And the more we spiral up, I always laugh when we spiral, mind spiral about topics. We never spiral upward. We never <laughs> go, you know, I'm worrying about this, but you know what? It's awesome today. The sun is shining. No, we spiral downward. And so if you feel your mind spiraling, you know, writing these things down, finding something, maybe you don't feel like updating your LinkedIn today. Okay. <laughs> but make that, take a piece of paper and write four or five bullet points that maybe you're not on it right now. Right. And, and do it when you can get the time. Um, I have to insert a funny story about the food. Um, a cousin of mine has, you know, a, a teenage boy who eats a lot. And on a, on a cousin text, it just said, that is your fourth bowl of cereal. You may not open anything else until we've, you know, we've talked about it because it really does get to be kind of crazy and indulgent. And in the beginning, when this happens, it's somewhat of an adventure. If everyone's healthy, it becomes less of an adventure as others become involved. But Voicing those things, I know, on our little text thread, helps people. Right. Well, and I've seen so many gifts and memes out, and there was one that was um, a girl getting in the fridge, and it's like day one, quarantine, and then day 30, and she's put on a little weight. And I think (laughs) everyone I know right now, we keep looking at each other like, don't let me eat anymore. I saw (laughs) one that said, "Every, every other day, try on your jeans. (laughs) <laughs> remember remember who you are yes right though you know we are sitting at home and that is a place of comfort and it's so easy to just say oh okay well you know i'm hungry i posted mm-hmm. one on something and it said you're, you're you're bored you're not hungry you're bored you're not hungry. exactly it it is funny how and i think that's the other thing let's look for the humor in some of these situations and and know that it won't last forever and that is often a way that you can get through things is is knowing it is not a a forever situation so we have a final break and then we will be back to continue our discuss, discussion about grief and loss at a time like this which is unprecedented at this point we'll be right back don't go away We're Wise Health for Women Radio, and we'll return after these short messages. It's marching day Mike McMillan from Ontario, Canada, was driving to a meeting when he saw what looked like a can of cola moving around on the side of the road. Curious, he stopped to investigate and discovered a skunk had gotten its head stuck in a soda can. After a moment of abulia, or indecision, he decided to try and save the potentially woofy animal. Woofy is another word for smelly. He grabbed the can and engaged in dang swaying, or a cooperative tug of war with the skunk. 
all the while hoping he wouldn't get sprayed. Finally, the skunk managed to pop its head out of the can and land safely on the ground. After a brief stare down, the skunk turned and ran into the woods. What's another word for running away in fright? Funkify. It's marching day. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Word. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. The word cancer is terrifying to most of us. The latest statistics from the American Cancer Association is that each year, 10.9 million people across the world are diagnosed with cancer. It's estimated that worldwide, there are 24.6 million people alive who've received a diagnosis of cancer in the last five years. Around half of these people live in Europe and North America. Do you want to reduce your chances of getting cancer? According to Science Today, exercise aids in the prevention of cancer. Exercise has been shown to strengthen the immune system, improve circulation, reduce body fat, and speed digestion. Each has a role in preventing cancer, particularly cancers of the colon, prostate, uterine lining, and breast. I'm Annette Hammond. If you're a fan of Fitness Minute, like us on Facebook at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond. Welcome back. One of the things we were talking about on the break is that on social media right now, even though these are very difficult and stressful times, it has been a remarkable time for memes and humor and and people are clever as all get out with either puns or the way they're wording things is just funny and and so i think that we are seeing the resilience of our fellow travelers and and i really enjoy some of those and you you laugh at yourself but laughter is so healthy and what is not healthy is becoming so stressed. It lowers your immune system. You don't sleep. So, you know, we would highly encourage you to be very positive and um, give in to the laughter. It's okay to laugh right now. You just told me about a funny meme. What did, if you don't mind repeating that. There's actually a few that I've been looking at. But the, one of the ones, and I've seen this in several different forums, but it says um, what I expected my apocalyptic outfit to look like versus what it is. And it's Charlize Theron from Mad Max on one side and then another movie on the other. And on the other side, this is totally me. She's wearing, like, pajamas and a Hello Kitty shirt. And she looks like she hasn't had a shower in a while. <laughs> and, and so I thought, yes, that's that's exactly where I'm at. Um, and then I saw another one where it said, um, if you're a couple and you're stuck at home together, you need to create an imaginary coworker and blame everything on that imaginary coworker. So, um, if Cheryl keeps leaving her dirty water cups all over the place, you, you, you know, we just don't know what to do about her. So it's neither one of your faults and you won't get into arguments. <laughs> oh, I love um, it. I thought that was cute. Well, it, it's funny because there are some absolutely amazing um, comments, pictures, etc. I, I would venture to say one of the most positive things, and this isn't so humorous, except it can be at times, is I have two cats that are quite young. They're under a year old. And I, I find myself so terribly amused, and they're so thrilled that I'm around so much, that 
they are so funny. They're, I, I call them my quarantine support cats. And they are just so fun. And there is just something about pets that, that you know, you draw them close. They give you this unconditional love back at you. And it's, it's lovely. I mean, that is actually a very positive thing. They're going to really hate it when I go back to work every day. But it'll be fine. Well, and I liked what you said about laughter. Um, I actually, I love comedy. And one of um, one of the things that I found is there's an entire field of study called humor therapy. Mm-hmm. And um, one of my favorite comedians, uh, he's, a, he's dark humor and he's British, but he has a really good uh, quote. I'm looking for it right now so that I don't mess it up. But I'm gonna I'm gonna have to just improvise. Paraphrase it. He okay. Says, yes. He says that laughter is not the opposite of sadness. You Mm-mm. can have laughter in sadness. You can have la- laughter during times of stress. We do that. We we see gallows humor. We see dark humor. Um, laughter is simply its own thing, and it's it, it there is it doesn't have to exist as the opposite of anything. And so you can enjoy and have fun and laugh during hard times. And I think that's important for us because, um, it is stressful and stress is very bad for you. Um, and your your immune system, your immune system, actually the first thing to be affected by stress is the reproductive system. Mm -hmm. And so in women, we see, um, side effects from that much sooner than we do in men. And then you have so many other issues, memory loss, and so many other things that happen because of, of stress and laughter is about the exact opposite of stress. It's good for your immune system. It, um, it, it brings, um, more oxygen into your body and so that just it's healthy all around mm-hmm. so i think it's it's great that i'm seeing so much good content out there and i think that there are a lot of people that realize that we need to be laughing right now mm-hmm. um i have i'm i love missy elliott uh, and people laugh mm-hmm. at me all the time but i saw i have another meme that says before you go out in public ask yourself is it worth it can i work it can I put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it? And I was like, that's <laughs> perfect. Um, because we do need to be asking, is that something I need to be doing? And we have to figure out ways to get people to stop and think. And it's so easy for us to get caught up and, and not pause and let me laugh while I think about it, too. So um, I've been and very I'm happy too. with some of it. I have, too. And and just to tag on to your laughter is, is healthy thing, it's a release, it it's a release and, and you can just feel the, the good endorphins. You can feel it. And what I am seeing is if neighbors are out walking, if it's a nice day, it is helpful if it is a nice day. We had a very dreary day yesterday and it was much harder because I think you felt more trapped. Right. But, but you're seeing people call to each other. Um, from across the way, people who, you, you know, you live in the same neighborhood, but <laughs> you don't talk. <laughs> and so I, I think in many ways we are realizing we are communities. We can help. You know, I, I got a call the other day from someone who said, I'm at the grocery store. Do you need anything? Oh, wow. And I didn't, but those are the nice things that can come out of this. And some of it's funny. It's like, you know, I don't know. I, I asked for something really ridiculous just to make a joke out of it. And, um, you know, 
it was met with this stunned silence before it was realized that I was kidding. <laughs> so so it, it, it broke us both up. And there's just something very nice about that. So I, I spoke with a friend um, two nights ago and we talked for a while and we just laughed so hard. And at one point I told her, I, said, I really needed that. And she was like, me too. And it does. I mean, I could feel the tension leaving my body and I just said, thank you. Um, and I think that that is the thing that we can focus on is, you know, maybe this is a time to reconnect with people that we never really connected with in the first right. place. Um, and we are realizing that we are still human and we do have so many people around us who are, are here now and sharing that, you know, a lot of us are, we are in the same boat. We are sharing a lot of stress and that, that can be something that we bond over. Um, and maybe that is part of the silver lining of a situation like this is this has impacted everyone and, maybe we can grow stronger through that. And that's, you know, that's my hope for something this difficult. Oh, I absolutely agree. And if you stop and just take stock that you are here, you are loved, you love others, you have a sound mind and you're, you're very strong. Um, my neighbor, my neighbor called me durable after our, a, a week ago in the a day in the hospital and i i laughed and i said durable <laughs> i don't know that i've ever been called durable he goes no durable you are there you are substantial you are resilient you endure you you know you're reliable and i thought okay i like durable because it doesn't imply i don't know being tough or or powering through you're just durable. You are there. You And so I laughed and I said, well, it sounds like the old Timex commercial. You know, you take a licking and keep on ticking. And and we and we laughed because I I I think words are very interesting and and I thought that was a marvelous one. So I accept that word um and wear it with honor at this point. I love it. And I, I think that that's so much more empowering than strong. You're so strong right now. And what I, choice I do you have? Exactly. Right. And people, I don't think that it's meant with ill intent, but mm -mm. it just, it almost is demeaning in a way like, oh, well, um, I, I, cause I, I had it said to me and I felt like it meant of I course. didn't feel or I wasn't um, completely wrapped up in my emotions, but we can't be that way. And so mm -hmm. I love the fact that durability, because you do, I mean, it makes me think of plastic being, you know, inundated on from all sides. And then you still, you're, you're still there. You're still withstanding. And I, I love that for, isn't that an interesting word? And, and he chose it and, and he's just the consummate gentleman. He's, he's a neighbor <laughs> and he's just amazing. And at first I, I mean, I, I just gave out a, a snort, basically, like <laughs> durable. I'm durable. What does that mean? But I thought it was excellent, and and so I accept it now, as I said, with with honor and pride. And I, I hope some of our listeners recognize that they too are durable. That we will get through this. We will get through it together. It's a time to pause, and it's a time to really look at keeping yourself healthy. And Susie, tell them where they can find out more about you. 
I'm on, um, my website is suzyreese.org, S-U-S-I-E-R-E-E-C-E. And then you can find me on most of my social media channels as the Southern Fried Asian. Yes, you are. (laughs) So thank you. Well, I, I think it's, this has been an interesting series for us and I'm, I'm hoping that this will continue to be an interesting series for you and this felt too timely not to discuss this today and you know as you go forth take advantage of this time as best you can because some of the things you worry about will never occur many of them in fact and some things you can manage in the way that you want words of advice Susie I think that right now, just try to stay connected in ways that are healthy for you with those that are important. Reach out to people, you know, maybe once a day, look at, look through your contacts and reach out to someone that you haven't spoken to in a while. Mm-hmm. Let's take this time to try and really check on one another. I love that. I also took to writing a couple of notes because I don't know about you, but I love getting snail mail. That is not a bill. And I, and I just get so excited. You know, it's, it's just an, and it's a note. It's not a card. It's not expensive. You don't have to go out and do anything but have a stamp available, which most of us still have. And it, it's just a little more personable. And you also find out who has handwriting that you can read. Yes. Yes. Who are the doctors? Yes. Yes. Or we'll pretend doctors in most cases. (laughs) <laughs> but it but it does make a difference. And to all of you who are homeschooling now or, you know, really taking a different route than you normally do, we think of you, we care about you, we hold you up, and let us know what else you would like to hear about because this grief and loss covers many, many topics. And we're here for you. Make it a good week. Keep your chin up. Know that you are cared about and you are not alone. Thank you for tuning in today. You can find more shows at wisehealthforwomenradio.com.